Blog Talk Radio. Hello, hello, everyone out there in the big, big, wide world. This is our wondrous world with me, Helena Steiner Hornstein. Oh, it's been a long time since we met over the air. It must have been months. And in the many years I've had this show, I haven't stayed away for this long, ever. And as you notice, I'm very much alive. <laughs> I haven't kind of taken off to another part of the world. Well, I did briefly, but I came back. And uh, I'm not retiring either, you know. I'm here with you, and I'm still going to do my work, you know, as I do every day online with someone to make them feel better and to find their purpose in life and to to move along with what what is going on. So what happened? Why did you not hear from me for so long? I haven't even written a newsletter, you know. And you know that, too, if you're waiting for my newsletter. I'm going to get back to it. I just got back for some time in the Caribbean, you know, in the Caribbean, and the beautiful tropical sunshine and winds of the Caribbean. God, it was nice to get away from all the whatever we should call it, what's going on in the United States. What happened to truth? What happened to honor? We were told early on in life to behave a certain way, to tell the truth, to stay with our, you know, to have character, to stay with certain principles. What happened to all that? Anyway, I think, you know, we are now, starting to decide for ourselves what we want to do with our lives, where you want to be in your life. It's not that we can blame anyone around us. It's the way you feel about you. That is the way it starts. It's the way you feel about you. How do you respect you? How do you love you? How do you feel about your life? How do you love your quality about you? You know, that's where everything starts. And that will fit in also with the subject of today, 10 ways to avoid trouble in your life. Yes, there are some proven ways. They're guaranteed, you know, those ways are really, really good. And we're going to start with that. But first, I want to thank you so much for Christmas cards and wishes that you sent me for for Christmas and the New Year. Thank you. You know, it means a lot, and particularly now since you didn't hear from me for so long or you were not in touch with me. But, you know, to have those little cards uh, in the mail, you have sent them to my P.O. box, my business address, and it's online. It is on my website, Body Soul Connection, www.bodysoulconnection.com. And soul, you write S O U L, bodysoulconnection.com. That is how you can reach me. And my email address, the best one to get to me is Dr. DR for Dr. Helena, Helena, Helena. Info, short for information, drhelenainfo at yahoo.com. If you want a session, if you want to talk, if you want to say anything at all, 
if you don't get a reply from me, send another email because sometimes it's like I get a you know a, a shower of emails and they all come at the same time and they fill up the whole page and they spill over to the next page and then I might miss some. If you send to my other email address, activeil at gmail.com, sometimes those mails don't get to me, but even Yahoo at times somehow gets stuck somewhere on the way. So always send another email if I don't respond soon enough. And also at the end of every show, including this one, I do a healing meditation. It's for free. You can send it to other people. You can download it on your phone, and many people do. And you can use it, of course, for your own good needs and purpose. Not to sell it, no. It's mine. It's ours. The copyright is here. But you can use it as much as you want for yourself. So there we go. Again, I'm Helena Steiner-Hornstein, speaking to you from beautiful United States. I'm originally Swedish. I'm now American. Of course, as Swede, you never lose your roots. <laughs> and because of my background, fortunately, I can see the world from different angles. That's the good part about being from another country. Not only do you speak more languages, but you also see things in a different way. You've been taught maybe to look at things from one tradition and one culture, and then you come here and you start to adapt and you look at things two ways or several ways. So um, this is why I see the world a little bit differently sometimes. And sometimes for that reason, I say a little bit more on the show than some of my listeners like to hear. I've heard that. (laughs) Yes. I'm sorry about that. But get used to it. If you only want to hear what you like to hear, you will never really find the truth. And you won't learn much new of anything. I have been ranked uh, one of the world's top psychic healers. And we will do that meditation, healing meditation at the end. But anyway, I have been ranked this top psychic healer. And what does that mean, a psychic healer? Well, it means that I do it long distance and the power kind of transmits itself through the through the air and it comes into you. That's why many can say that they feel a vibration in their bodies when I talk with them. It's not the words I'm saying. I'm not a psychologist. I'm something totally, totally different. I don't go into the words and you should remember intellectual words. No, it's about on a totally different level of frequencies. So when I talk to you and we go into the altered state, oh, online it works really well. I don't have to see you even. When we do that, healing is going through the, the air to you, into your body immediately because I see you psychically in front of me as, as closely as I see my hand right now. I see you, and I always close my eyes when I work with you over the air, 
And then I see you so extremely well. I see your chakras, I see your organs, and then I can see where you have blockages. And sometimes I also see your past lives. And sometimes your problem is not based in the energy of your body today. It actually sits in a past lifetime. We have to heal a past lifetime. And sometimes not only your past lifetime goes back to your grandmother's or grandfather's past lifetime. So we are very unique beings. And we are actually energy beings. And we live in this field of energy where somehow we vibrate at our own frequency level. And those of the same level of frequency, they are attracted to each other. And that's why you see miserable people together and happy people together. This is how it works. And like attracts like. And if you are sick or mis- and, and not happy, again, you seem to attract that energy. So what the purpose is, is to change your energy. And you can do that very easily. And this is what I teach in my sessions with you. Yes, we can. Very, very quickly get rid of the bad energies as long as you are cooperating and if you think oh i cannot cooperate the only thing you need to do is not to work against it and how do you work against it if you sit there when i work with you and say oh this is not going to work oh she doesn't know what she's doing should i done it that way and she they go on like this then it doesn't work because then you build up a defense around yourself and you will not receive the light. I work only with this highest energy that I call the light. That's the God energy. I go directly to source. So a psychic healer is someone who who actually works on a completely different level from the medical field. I'm not a medical doctor. I'm a licensed licensed minister and the doctor of divinity. So the trick in all this to be able to be healed is for you to accept healing. And I keep on saying that the best cases that I've managed to get through to have always been those guys who don't really believe in anything, but they feel so rotten and so sick and so bad that they just come and sit down and say, do anything you want. I'm just going to sit here and relax. Do what you want. And they sit and just receive without knowing it because they want to get well so badly, so badly. And those guys, my God, do they have good results. So don't try too hard. Don't try to help spirit. Spirit is good enough. Spirit knows what to do. You don't have to try to help with your human intellect, which is of a very low frequency. So, if so, before I again say anything more, well, I said the thank you for the Christmas cards, <laughs> uh, and I really enjoy receiving Christmas cards, as I said before, and I enjoy re- receiving my emails and just to hear from you as well. So the subject today is 10 ways to avoid trouble in your life. And there is 
a set of rules that have been around for a long time. And if you follow those rules, it will make your life much, much easier to live and to look at your world around you. They're called the Ten Commandments. Oh, don't run away now. This is, you know, totally a different side of looking at them. Because once I say Ten Commandments, you say, oh, no, not religion again. I'm not religious. I'm spiritual. I'm also quite full of common sense and down to earth. So now stay with me. And I looked at those Ten Commandments through the years. I remember when I was taught the Ten Commandments the first time, probably at school in Sweden. And they were so old-fashioned and was so judgmental, and I had a teacher explaining it didn't make sense to me because I didn't believe in a hand, in a man sitting in the sky. I never did and couldn't accept it, and I thought everything was stupid and the language was even worse. So I'm going to start to go from the back, from the last rule that is on, on, you know, on that list of the Ten Commandments. And that reads, you shall not covet your neighbor's wife as servant. What the heck is that? Why don't they put it in a language that fits our days? This was written thousands of years ago from the Old Testament, before Jesus. And still they haven't changed the language. My God, you know, you shall not covet. Why don't they say, you shall not want your neighbor's wife as, who has an ass at home? Unless you have your own, you sit on it. But, you know, and servant, well, Everyone, if you don't need to want your neighbor's service, servants, you want to, to, you have to pay for them. You know that these are the days. So you should modernize the lingo, you know, the language with the, in the Bible and with the Ten Commandments. So you shall not want your neighbor's wife, of course not. And what it means, you shall not be envious of others for their belongings and their lifestyle. That's where everything sits. If you stop being envious of others and start to look at your own life and how you can improve your own life, you will have a better life. I've seen that envy around me. Why should you you? Why are you able to do what I can't do? Why are you successful with all this and I'm not, you know? I lived with that around me. Why are people envious? It's usually because they feel they're not good enough themselves and they feel they don't have enough strength to to make their lives a better life. I think that's where it sits. If you have a better idea, let me know. But it is this, you shall not be envious. And this is how, you know, people kill because they're envious of something. People murder other people because they have something that they want. Or they steal, you know. They commit all those crimes that go back to envy. And when you have envy in you, it's a negative energy it pulls you down. It's very hard for you to work yourself towards goodness and for good fortune and improvements 
if you are always envious. And my dear Swedes, I speak to you in Sweden, and this is not, you know, this is the truth, and the Swedes know that, that they have like a very natural characteristic in Sweden, particularly among the previous generation, I think. They're very envious. They're very envious of everyone who has more than they do. It can even be that someone is prettier or better at school and better, you know, have a prettier wife or better-looking husband and better car. It's something that we have seen in Sweden. So, dear Swedes, if you would stop that sense of envy in your life, you will feel much better about you. That will leave you more room to improve your own life. So maybe I said enough for that particular point. And the next one we go from the back. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Which means don't build a life on a lie. Don't lie about other people. Don't call other people fake or false if they are not. Why do people lie, by the way? Usually is to protect their own inability. It's usually to protect themselves from not being a winner. I talk about in general now, not about a certain person in, in, in this country. But this is usually what happens, that if you lie, it is to cover up something that you did wrong or where you want to show yourself in a better light. So that's why you point out someone else having done something. You saw it at school. No, I didn't do that. He did that, you know. It's very, it's quite common that people lie. And that's not good when you do it about other people. If you lie about yourself like those little white lights. No, I stayed home last night. I didn't do anything when instead you went out with your friends for a good time. It doesn't hurt anyone. It's not right and it's not the best solution. But that's not as bad as you starting to lie big time things. And also when you support somebody else's lie and you know you're supporting somebody else's lie, that's even worse because then you do it for yourself in a different way. But if you are lying out your own, it's usually to show yourself in a better light and so people can love you more because somewhere in your life you're lacking feelings of love. Maybe you can't give love or you cannot receive love, which is sad. So you lie, 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 lie. And that's why some people lie more. And you saw that already at school with some people who were actually miserable and they were the troublemakers at school and they lied a lot. So don't build a life on a lie. Don't build your life on a lie. Try to be as truthful as possible. I know myself when I tell the truth to people, they don't like it but they know where I stand with them, and somehow they accept that. So not to, 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 to be a lying person is very good 
for you and your future. And you get a good reputation also. And people trust you more. And number three from the bottom, which is number eight from the top of the ten, is you shall not steal. Yeah, why should you take from someone else? Why do you take someone else's property? Why do you use someone else's intellectual property, for instance? Why do you steal people's books and and copy books? And why do you steal other people's works of art and kind of copy it yourself so you get the praise? It goes back to you again. Why are you that way? Start to go back to the source of the one that you are and try to let your inner light shine more so you're happier about yourself and start to feel, no, I can get enough. I shouldn't take from others what they have worked for and what they love. That's not right on my behalf. But once you start to get that feeling of honor within you and you see the truth about you and who you are, you will not steal and you will not lie and you will not be envious. You see how all that goes together. So it goes back to you feeling good about you. And then we have, of course, you shall not commit adultery which means you should not screw around. Excuse the expression, but it's exactly that. If you're married, why do you need to go to someone else? Well, it's usually because you have been unhappy with your spouse. So what is it then? Maybe you should start to communicate with your spouse instead of running to someone else who says, oh, you're right, you're right, I love you. And also, you need to communicate that both of you, the two of you, should communicate. Because if you are now committing adultery, it is something that is lacking within you. You should learn to say no to temptation. And now it goes back to, you know, to lying again. When you start a life full of lies and adultery, it doesn't lead you to anything again. It complicates your life. And if you're not married and you're starting a relationship with someone who's married, again, it complicates your life. It brings problems into your life. It's not a good idea. Now, there's one thing I would like to say. If you have committed adultery and no one and it was just once and it happened like after an office party or something and you didn't know what you were doing and you feel so full of regrets don't tell anyone don't bring it up for your spouse I really mean that Sometimes, it sounds like not you know spiritual I don't believe in bringing up something that you have done wrong to your spouse Forget it, and don't ever think about it again. But don't tell your spouse who will never forget it and will never trust you again. So that shows the price of adultery. Don't do it. And forget all about it if you did, and give yourself forgiveness. If your spouse finds out 
then don't lie about it. Be open, but be very frank. By good gifts, <laughs> I mean that too. And assure that person that that person, your spouse, can trust you again. I say all these things out of experience out there that I've seen. And everything I say and do is actually out of experience. I see what has worked and what has not worked. And, of course, then we have the commandment, you shall not kill, you shall not murder. Do not deliberately hurt other people, not even in the not killing. Don't physically hurt other people. And you shall not kill, you shall not do that with animals either. And I'm talking about this senseless killing of another life. I'm not talking about killing animals for food. That's a different thing. But you shall not deliberately hurt or kill other beings. It's not your life. You cannot do that. Then if something goes back to you, what's wrong with you, and that you need to take care of your own problems. And we talk about also parents. We all know this, you shall honor and respect your father and your mother. And those parents are also supposed to take care of you up to 18, I think it is legally. And of course, when you're a parent, you will always feel strongly about your children. And of course, children do not always feel strongly about their parents. But you should always respect your parents and you should always honor them. And when it comes to reverse parts, you know, that now the parent is the one who needs the help and care in their life. Yes, you should honor them and do take care of them. But you shall not give your life away to your old parents. I mean you should take care of them, but I don't want this that you should sacrifice the life that you have. And no parent should expect that you sacrifice your family and give all the time to them instead of to your family. You have to find a way to combine that because they don't own your life. Sometimes I see that with old parents, particularly with older mothers who are left alone. Now they feel they want to be with the children all the time, and their children now have their own families and their own problems. So follow the commandment to honor your parents, honor your father, honor your mother, but don't give your life away to them. And, you know, I've heard from parents when they've had children that, oh no, my husband or my wife comes first. You have to take care of your children. You have a responsibility to your children and take care of them. And I feel the children have this kind of responsibility that you have to take care of your parents. Also, not totally giving your life away, but you have to help them somehow. And I know this is happening a lot, you know, how many 
older parents know how to do the Internet, for instance. So there you are. You are helping with that. All those little things to give a little time to your older parents who are totally smart still, but they don't know certain things. So uh, that is where they honor your parents, your father and mother. And then what I feel is very important is, well, they call it remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. That doesn't really explain much, does it? When I say you have to make one day of the week, you have to turn that day into a day of rest and fun. I write about all these things in my book. You know, basically, I don't really say the commandments, but I talk about everything, how important it is to take some time off from all your obligations for one day a week to keep your sanity, to keep well. I've seen wives who have taken care of their sick husbands day after day after day, in the week, in the month, through the year, and they've been absolutely worn out. And I say to these women also, find someone else for that sick person you have to take care of, or if it is a sick parent. Take some time off for yourself. You need it for your own well-being. And start to do something that makes you happy. Even in nature you see that. I talk a lot about my beautiful lemon tree, <laughs> and I have this Myers uh, lemon, that absolute juicy, they're like grapefruit, you know, almost, and so juicy. And a couple of years ago, it didn't have any fruit, not one. It had flowers. Flowers came in the spring and the summer, and each flower fell off. And I didn't have any fruit at all. And I was so disappointed. And I googled, why do I not have any lemons this year? And Google told me, well, sometimes your trees need a rest. Because my lemon tree has bad fruit like half the year. It needs to take a little breather. Just like we need a little breather. And any good farmer knows that when you're using a field for harvest, year after year after year, suddenly comes the year when, you know, the wheat doesn't grow as high and it doesn't bear as much harvest. And why? Because the field is exhausted. You need to give it a rest. So then you have a season of not using that field at all. You just plow it a few times and you just kind of go over it and take off weeds. And then you start to put your seeds down for a new season. And now the field is full of strength and power and will have a beautiful harvest at the end of that season. So it's in nature. So these commandments are really, really good in so many ways. So this Sabbath is not like it's Sunday and you have to just go to church. No, you take care of yourself. And, of course, take care of your spiritual needs as well. It's important for you to do all these things. So um, 
we have this, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. What the heck does that mean, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain? Well, it means that you put yourself in the place of this power. You become a dictator. You decide that I am the ruler. Listen to me what I say. I am your God now. I have all your answers. You don't need any answers from anyone. Don't bother about science. Don't bother about new developments on this planet. Listen to me what I have to say. And that is, of course, not the idea. You should not try to be a god over your people. Don't be a dictator, because that's what dictators do. So uh, that's pretty much, uh, I would say, but that's more unusual, I'd say. But it means also in families you have these family dictators, too. You have, like... The father who kind of dictates to the whole family, oh, you have to do this. I'm bringing in the money here. You have to follow me. So don't make yourself to some kind of little family or dictator anywhere. Just allow the power to shine within each one around you. And when you have that way of dominate others, you create problems. You create problems at home. You create problems at work. You create problems everywhere. And then, of course, then to be a dictator, to be, a, you know, that kind of God leader, you need followers. And that's why the second commandment says, you shall not make idols, which means you shall not worship a false god. You shall not allow anyone else to take the power over your own soul, over your own love and feelings. Don't allow anyone to be a leader who tries to influence your soul and your feelings and the truth about you and the truth about anything for that matter. So, and I say, don't worship a dictator. And if you look in the world, that you have, people have allowed those dictators to shine. Understand, look at North Korea, what is happening there. You have a dictator who's just wanting to be the God, everyone's God. And when he was sick, people stand, stood in the street and cried. And now we go back to the very, very first commandment upon which I have based my whole belief system and healing methods. You shall have no other gods before me. Who says that? Well, I was taught it was a very vicious, not vicious, but very demanding man up in the sky who sat there and looked at everything I did wrong and would punish me. No. You shall have no other gods before me is to allow that me, that higher light within you, to shine. That I am energy within you, you should allow to shine. Isn't that wonderful? We have the freedom to do that. And what 
what sets that freedom in motion? Your own dreams, your own thoughts, your own direction, your own positive or negative feelings. If you are negative, this power listens to you also and lowers its frequency and allows you to be negative and will eat you up. And that's why it's so important to, for you to make sure you worship the right God, meaning someone, something that is positive and happy and healthy. And I say this time after time after time, if you now have been given the verdict, and that's a verdict by your doctor, oh, you have cancer, you have three weeks to live. I know people have been told that, and they're still alive now years later. Why? Because they didn't want to listen to that. That was negative. That was darkness. Instead, they chose to listen to their own dreams. No, I'm well. I'm listening to wellness. I'm listening to the good that suits me better. I will only have good thoughts in my mind. I will keep good ideas in my mind. I will look at good possibilities. There's so many people now who suffer because of what's going on in the world with the COVID virus. It's horrible what's happening. And people are so scared and so down because they don't know how to live. And the other people who don't want to give them help. But then we should remember there are even more people who want to help out there. And look at those people and go to those people for help. And maybe that person who can help is your higher self because you have that power within you. I say it again and again. That power within you will listen to your wishes. If your thoughts are negative, it will lower itself to that level and help you be more negative. If your thoughts are of the higher frequencies, meaning positive and good, that energy will go up on the higher levels and help you to stay on the higher levels and eventually to help you go in through the door of light into that room of light and of possibility and of good health. And going back to this, when you get the message of not feeling, you know, oh, you're going to die in three weeks, if you keep on believing that, that's exactly what's going to happen to you. So now you have the choice of staying well and alive. And I had this friend who told me that she had been given the diagnosis of Hodgkin's disease and they said to her, well, you have three weeks to live, get your act together. She went back to her husband and said, the doctor said, I have this and this and this and I have three weeks to live. And then she said, I don't want you ever to bring that up again. And then she did her own way of healing, whatever that was. 
she just decided, no, I'm not going to die in three weeks. I have a lot to do. Now she's divorced from that husband since years and years. <laughs> she's living a fruitful, you know, good, good life. And that must have been 30 years ago or whatever that was. It was a long, long time ago. So you can decide what God you're going to listen to. Don't allow any other negative gods to enter into your life. And that is what goes through all these commandments, all these rules. Actually, if you're happy within yourself and you follow the light, all these other things will fall into place. You don't need to steal. You don't need to go to somebody else's wife and have a, a, a relationship. You don't have to lie about anything. And you don't have to steal. You don't have to do any of those things. You don't, and you're not envious. You see how good these commandments are, or commandments if I speak American. So you see this is so important to you to follow the right rules and to follow the right leader. Wow, just as I said that, I looked out and I saw this pelican just like a torpedo go through the air and dive into the water and pick up a fish. <laughs> like, you know, you should have seen it. It was just that very moment when I said this big truth. So again, this is Helena Steiner-Hornstein. My homepage is bodysoulconnection.com. www.bodysoulconnection.com or Speaking to Your Heart is my other website. Now that one is getting old and I have to start to, to change it. You can read about my books. You can read about my sessions my private sessions, just you and I alone. And we can talk about how you can also attend a workshop, which I will start to do online. So I'm now back in business. I'll be back with you very, very soon. But before that, I'm now going to do my meditation with you. And if you hear music in the background, that's Stephen Halpin. I, I have the permission to use his beautiful music and his energy and my energy, his music energy and my spiritual energy coincide and go very, very well together because his music is extremely spiritual. And he does tours, but he does like healing lectures with his music. So Stephen Halpin, I thank you because you have been very inspirational to you to me with your music in my private sessions and also publicly. Thank you so much. And now begin to relax and feel grateful for this very moment. You take a deep breath and you relax your whole body. You just decide your whole body is relaxed completely and totally and you are getting more and more and more relaxed more and more and more in harmony with the one that you are you are going deep 
Parenti, parenti, per within your own multi-dimensional self. And we're going down to your inner light, to your shiny soul. And you take a deep breath. Your eyes are closed. And should a thought enter your mind, a thought that doesn't belong to this moment, you just throw it out and replace that image of that thought with white, just complete cloudy white. You are so relaxed now. And you imagine yourself in the night on the other side of the planet. You might be on the other side of the planet already. And you just teletransport yourself further away from your usual place. And you now begin to live a fantasy in your imagination, in your power of your imagination. Take a deep breath. And now you find yourself on a little island in the ocean, in the South Pacific. You feel so content and so safe being on this island. You have a beach surrounding the whole island and it's night time and you have lots of palm trees and trees and fruit trees and grass and flowers growing on the island. You also have in the center of the island a big shiny rock. You can see the rock from the ocean because it is going above all the trees and it twinkles and shines in the little light that is coming from the stars up in the sky. You look at the stars and somehow you feel a connection with this big star-filled sky. You do because you have that big star-filled sky in you, in your heart, in your soul. And each little shiny star is representing your own truth about you, meaning the many possibilities that you have. You take a deep breath. Feel so safe standing by the ocean, looking out over the water and up into the sky. Now suddenly, one of the stars is beginning to connect with you. And you feel how that star is sending you a special ray of light right into your chest area. 
and is connecting with your own inner light. You feel so well connected with that star and how that star sits way up in the universe representing the Father-Mother universe that is the truth about you. And the light shines down over you. And suddenly the star is growing, is expanding in size, and is turning like the size of a moon, even a big, 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 big new full moon. And it's so full of bright light. You take it into you. It comes down like a broad river of light down across the sky and down upon you. You inhale the light. You feel how the light is coming in through your head, in through your brain cells and lightens up your thoughts your ideas about yourself and how more races now are now entering your body into all your cells of your body and filling up your cells with shiny white healing light. You feel it and you know it. And you are now so relaxed and you receive this light from above. It's so strong. Everything is so healing and strong. You feel it. You know it. And it comes in all over you, completely in through you, Every pore is filling up with light and sending it down to your cells. And all cells are filling up with iridescent healing energy. And you feel stronger and you feel happier. You feel more powerful doing good on this planet Earth. You love your world. You enjoy your world. Yes, within you there is a power of the highest good. This is your God energy. It is the light within you. You love that. You are connecting with that light. You feel so in tune, so completely in tune with this energy, this energy of the universe, this light that shines within you. You love it. And you take a deep breath. You know who you are. Yes, you know who you are. You are 
a shiny light. You are of the light. And we go through the dimensions within you, down to the very depths of your being, and unite with that source of power, of love and light within you. You feel it. You know this is who you are. And you take a deep breath and enjoy the feeling of the oneness with this highest source of power called I am the light. And this is your way. And this is your truth. Once you walk on this path of love and light and truth, everything will go in a completely more loving direction for you. You know it. You feel it. And you accept that this is what it is, that you are created in the image of this power, this power I call I am the light, and that power lives within you, that power has power more than you imagine, and you accept this as your new truth to work on the path of love and light and truth. And the truth is that we have the goodness within you of love and light that we share with everyone, of course, with me first. And once you accept that truth about you, I am the light, your life will be so much easier to live. And you take a deep breath. How you love this life of truth and love and light. You accept it. And now, slowly, slowly, and when I count to seven, on the count to seven, you are opening your eyes again. If you open them up already, close them again. So we are in this oneness of the light. You shine within you and around you and you're standing or sitting or lying in this ray of light and you breathe in this light you feel the love and light going through you and you feel stronger and healthier and healthier and healthier and you take this deep breath. I am the light. 
feel safe and secure and you allow the light to be your best friend. One, two, three, four, five, six. You smile. And now, number seven, you open your eyes and you continue to live a wonderful day today and tomorrow. And I see you soon. I'm going to come back to you sooner this time. Hopefully next week. So come back to me again. And call me up if you need any kind of help and sessions. And just be online. And we will all together work ourselves through these complicated times. Because it's not complicated if you follow the truth. I am the light. Thank you very much for today. My home page is www.bodysoulconnection.com. I have another one called speakingtoyourheart.com. My email is Dr. Helena, Dr. Helena, info, short for information, at yahoo.com. Hope to be in touch with you and enjoy the life that you have been given. It is a gift to have today and tomorrow and every day. Thank you so very much. And this is Helena Steiner-Holstein. Bye-bye, everyone, in the big wide world.